session two of our study entitled Expository Preaching Simplified revolves around a verse of scripture from the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 16, where we read that a man's gift makes room for him. Now, I understand that that probably wasn't written in specific reference to preaching, but it simply means that if you're a giving person, people will give you opportunities. They will listen to what you have to say and so on. In the Old Testament setting, if you brought a king a gift, you had the opportunity to perhaps address the king. Well, you have to bring something of value to a congregation if you expect to be able to address them and for them to listen to what you have to say. That's your gift. I began preaching in my early 20s. I'm 66 years old right now. So now I say I began preaching in my early 20s. That was sporadically here and there as I had the opportunity. Didn't really begin preaching regularly until I was a pastor when I took my first pastor at age 27. But anyway, going back even a little further, giving you a little context in my own life, it all began when I was a student in college. It was not, I did not attend a Bible college, but I was involved in a campus ministry at the college that, that I attended. And for, I don't know how it all came about, but someone in a church in town, a local church, approached our campus ministry and they was having some kind of special emphasis or special day and they wanted uh, us to send over three, uh, three speakers. They each speak for 10 minutes to the congregation. Well, for some reason, I was chosen. Now, I, I do not know why, but the leadership of the group selected me to be one of the three speakers. Uh, perhaps they didn't know me very well. Because the truth of the matter was, public speaking was the one thing that I had dreaded most about my education up to that point. I, I had always dreaded giving oral book reports in school. I never wanted to be in a, in a school play, and I was always nervous and and uh, would have, if I could have, slipped out of that uh, Christmas program at church. I was a, I don't know, sophomore, junior, perhaps. I can't remember for sure. I think it might have been the beginning at the beginning of my junior year. Uh, I'd already had a speech class in college, and, and I was a nervous wreck about that. I, somehow I passed it, but I hated it. So why did I accept the opportunity to speak before several hundred people on Sunday? I don't know. But I remember I wasn't nervous about doing it. I was excited about doing it. The only thing that otherwise it had transpired in my life uh, just previous to this is that I began teaching a small junior high boys Sunday school class. And I, I enjoyed that. Uh, I, maybe I envisioned this church to be a small little church like the one uh, that I attended. It wasn't. It was quite large. But in spite of that, when my turn came to speak, I, I did not melt in fear. I didn't have a sense of nervousness at all. I confidently walked up to the platform and 
delivered my part of the message that Sunday morning without experiencing any severe stage fright. Now, that was an incredible surprise that I didn't expect. What was it that happened? What was different? I didn't fully understand it at the time, but I think it was the initial evidence of my calling. I had declared as a very young person before my 10th birthday that I thought God wanted me to be a preacher. But, you know, all that was soon forgotten as the years went by. Thing about it was the Holy Spirit never forgot about it. So maybe this was his way of getting me back to where I should have been, have been all along. Others began to seem to sense the gift that I had and gave me opportunities to preach, teach, fill in here, speak to this group over there. In time, I began to, to sense myself. And thankfully so, that God was calling me into a preaching ministry. But thankfully, I realized I needed to learn and grow in my ability. And that it wasn't something I could just jump into without any training. A spiritual gift, as I understand it, is this. It is the capacity to function within a certain sphere of ministry. But it also involves an inner compulsion or the leading of the Holy Spirit to function within the scope of that gift that's been given by the Holy Spirit. So a spiritual gift is primarily a capacity to serve that needs to be developed. Otherwise, why did, why did Paul spend those three years in the wilderness preparing before he began his public ministry? Of course, we learn about that in Galatians chapter 1. So like a, a lot of folks before me, a lot of men before me, I embarked on a period of preparation called seminary. In my case, it took five years, five years beyond my college education. I wouldn't have been there if I hadn't had a sense of calling. I connect my calling to the spiritual gift of teaching. Now, I know that some say that the gift of teaching and the gift of preaching are two different gifts. But I can't find any specific preaching gift mentioned in the New, Twest, in the New Testament, in though, even though they're often equated. Now, those who try to make a distinction between a teaching and a preaching gift often will refer to the gift of prophecy as the preaching gift. However, again, in my view, the gift of prophecy, well, that had to do with... Uh, Prophecy. It was a prophetic gift, and therefore it was a temporary gift that passed away along with the office of prophet. Galatians 2.20 mentions the, uh, the foundational offices of prophet and uh, apostle, but they were foundational. We learn in, we learn in 1 Corinthians 13.8 that they were temporary. The gift of teaching, on the other hand, mentioned in Romans 12, 7, is clearly a permanent gift, and nothing is ever said about its temporary nature at all, because it's a permanent gift. So although teaching and preaching are regularly distinguished from one another, there is no solid biblical reason for such a distinction. Teaching is obviously content-oriented, and 
preaching is irregularly conceived as being more motivational in focus, but such distinctions are really not of any purpose that I can see. Good teaching should not only have good content, but should also have application. And good preaching has got to be more than just motivational. There's got to be a basis for the motivation. There's got to be content. When I teach informally, such as in a small group setting, I include application and the call to change. When I preach to a broader congregation, I explain the content of Scripture and use it as the basis for exhortation. Preaching and teaching are simply two aspects of the same thing. But it is before the broader congregation that a preacher is most judged. It is a more formal address. It is one that is connected with the church's formal worship. It is preaching that a man of God It is in his preaching that a man of God has his greatest influence as he addresses the full congregation. Do it well, get it right, and the congregation will overlook a thousand other faults. And so Proverbs 18, 16 says, A man's gift makes room for him. What we have uh, to give uh, needs to be offered in the best possible way and with the best effort we can muster. The best I know how to offer that gift of preaching to the congregation involves the discipline of expository preaching. Again, as I said in the last video, it has served me well, and I believe it will do the same for you if you commit yourself to that discipline. I hope you'll tune in for session three, but that'll take care of number two. Thank you.